Hello, managers. Welcome back to another episode of the 12 Angry Teams podcast. This week, it is my very great pleasure to be joined by our one manager who is currently stationed abroad, uh, manager of the Fertile Octogenarians, speaking to us live from London town. Uh, had a great interview with him, had a you know, pleasure catching him up with him about the ups and downs of his season as he has soared to the top of the, our power rankings and then gradually plummeted below 500. Now, in CBS's eyes, he is the sixth of six teams destined for the playoffs. Uh, whether or not he can hold on to that sixth spot, whether or not he can move up, those are the issues we want to dive into today. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, welcome onto the show, Steve, manager of the Fertile Octogenarians. It's great to have you calling all the way from London. Thanks. It's, I'm glad we can make this work. It's great to be on the, the show. I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank you so much. You know, the viewer support means so much to us here at the 12AT production. Uh, now, this week, this interview took about a about a week and a half to coordinate as I slowly struggled <laughs> to grasp the time difference between us. But uh, very excited to finally <laughs> the, the be West talking Coast to you. The West Coast is a hard one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a no. big. The problem is we're only ever awake for about like five hours every day at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it's tricky. <laughs> it is tricky, but I'm glad we can make it work. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Wonderful. Well. My uh, my first few questions for you are less about fantasy and more about your role as the one and only foreign fantasy manager. Uh, you're currently working in London for a firm that is headquartered in England. Uh, yeah, yeah, I work at um, the headquarter office here in in London. Um, so. Withers LLP, the firm for successful people. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, with a name like Withers, you've got to assume. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, celebrating our 125th anniversary this year, actually. Oh, wow. You guys have been withering for a long time. Yes, yeah. They've <laughs> been helping rich people avoid taxes and get divorced for over a century now. <laughs> That's not too bad. Hey, it's not a bad job if you can get it. Um, so does your do you have like a defined tenure or it like you're there for a year or is it more just like this is where you're starting your career and you'll move on when you want to move on and there's no fixed date? Yeah, there's no fixed date. I was hiring um, just kind of indefinitely. Um, I'm on a, a five-year visa that counts towards, like, permanent residence. Oh, wow. Um, and so, I mean, I don't think, you know, just between us girls, I don't think I'll be here five years. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but I could in theory. Um, you know, whenever someone tells me something in confidence, I, I do try to keep it a secret. But 
uh, in this case, since you said just between us girls, I feel the the need to remind you that this is in fact a, a recorded and publicized show. <laughs> so I can't promise. Don't worry, we don't have many listeners, so it's basically still just between us. But uh, it right. might slip out there to well, one or two others. Based on the popularity of uh, American football in London, I'm quite confident there are. I'm the only listener here uh, <laughs> in the United Kingdom. That's fair. But, you know, we are counting on you to help uh, our English audience grow. I, I am working diligently. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so have you uh, have you been able to watch any games or have you basically just are you just missing this whole season? <laughs> I've seen a few glimpses, um, actually. It'll be on occasionally on Sundays. Um, it'll be on in pubs, um, like sometimes. Um, and uh, certain for those of us who don't know, what is a pub, as you call it? <laughs> a, a pub is short for public house, um, and it is like a, a British bar. Um, I see. I see. So there's a pretty a big pub culture here people go out um you know kind of to meet up with their lads <laughs> at the pub meet up with your lads at <laughs> so the pub say. wow you've gone native <laughs> they basically think i'm english so. <laughs> yeah i mean with that but I'm afraid that your, your teeth, your teeth are going to be a problem. You have such great teeth. There's no way you'd ever blend in. <laughs> Thank you. You can't see, but I'm blushing. <laughs> I assure you. Uh, um, I actually remind most people I'm American about every day. So. <laughs> that's fair. Um, it, 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 it doesn't, it's not always well received. <laughs> uh, well, you know, before before we went live, we were talking a bit about uh, Thanksgiving outside of America, and I'm sure that that was, uh, you know, a rough time since it is so such a you know obviously it's just an American holiday and stuff. The only holiday I was ever out of the country for was Callie and I were actually in England on July 4th one year, and uh, really know, obviously not a holiday there. But I felt like of all the <laughs> countries, that's the second best one to spend the 4th of July. It's like, if I can't be in America, I want to be in England for the 4th of July. That is a close second. Did you do anything to celebrate? Oh, yeah. You know, we uh, we went to a public house and uh, <laughs> meandered about and got rained on. So I think that was roughly that, that sounds like what a, we did. your standard British day. Yeah, you know, we thought about, you know, shooting off some fireworks, but without the context of the holiday, we figured that might be just considered setting off a bomb so yeah, yeah that might that might not go over well it might be poorly received with the um, bobbies <laughs> though guy fox which was um at the beginning of this month there was a lot of illegal fireworks around oh really well look at that yeah no it was quite yeah it was quite fun so if uh if we had set fireworks off and been caught our excuse would have just been like they were left over from guy fox day yeah, yeah, you had a few left over. <laughs> They're going bad. Uh, yeah, no, you, we didn't want them to go off on their own, so we wanted to, you know, in a controlled environment, set them off. Um, hmm. Well, wonderful. Uh, 
so no set day to return home, but you, if I remember correctly, you don't, there's like, you didn't go to England with anyone you knew, right? Like, as in, you didn't know anyone else who was also going to work in London, right? Yeah, no, I moved here. I didn't know anybody in the United Kingdom. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I mean, I'm making friends and things. People are pretty friendly. Um, but, and I guess my, <laughs> most of my friends are also not from London. I see. Um, only a few are. But, it's, I mean, the nice thing about London is it's obviously very... Multicultural. Like, there's people from all over. Right. Yeah, very multicultural. Right. I mean, it brings, it still draws people, like, from across the world from, like, former colonies. Right. Um, and, to, you know, like, myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> though, though we haven't been a colony for quite a while, if I do say so. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so it's nice, you know, there's always a lot of people moving into London. And so, um, anyway, but the people who are from London tend to stay with, you know, like their friend, their friends that they made growing up or in yeah, uni as, as it's called. Here. Uh, yeah. Uni. Uh, you never forget your uni friends. <laughs> you never, you never forget your uni friends, the uni lads. Um, so did you, are you involved in anything like outside of the firm? I mean, I don't know that you would ha even have time, but it's like, are you part of an IM volleyball team or anything like that? Yeah, um, I go to a, a Church of England church here. Oh, nice. um, and so I've met like a lot of people through, through the church. Um, and then outside of that, I've met, uh, I'm not in any like, any intramural or like, uh, I don't know, inter, not intramural because it's not college, but, um, right. you know, like any beer leagues um, or anything. But I mean, like, I've also made friends through, like, work and <laughs> networking events, right, right. <laughs> which, okay. which sounds kind of, yeah, which is, you know, but it's like sometimes you meet somebody and they're like, actually, you know, somebody you want to be friends with. Right. No, Even if you nice. met, like, <laughs> trying yeah. to... Right, no, I got you. <laughs> like, with clients. <laughs> well, just so you know, I have a vision of you eventually kind of joining some sort of, like, beer league rugby team that just plays in parks. Um, that's what I so, like yeah, to see in no, the I've, I've actually thought about joining a, a flag, sorry, a flag uh, rugby <laughs> team. <laughs> that's that's probably a little sad. Yeah. I can't imagine the partners having a lot of patience for someone who misses work due to a rugby injury. So flag might be the best way. <laughs> flag might be the way to go. <laughs> my uh, my my boss actually used to play. Uh, well, here it's called ice hockey, which I find slightly <laughs> offensive that you have to specify. Seems needless, almost redundant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess with the popularity uh, of field hockey, it's good for people to clarify. I, yes, yeah. It was. I was on a Zoom call at at work, and one of the British associates was talking about how he used to play hockey, and he he just kept saying hockey. And so I asked, like, you know, do you mean 
you mean ice hockey or for field hockey? And, um, and he's like, Oh, you know, like you've, <laughs> you've seen me, I don't have the build for ice hockey. It was, it was field hockey. And it took like every ounce of willpower for me not to ask. <laughs> like I didn't know men played field hockey, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, the men do here, men do play field hockey in England and the United Kingdom. Um, so that's a, a fun cultural lesson for us all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think you you've probably taught the whole league something, uh, which is good. Um, since it is a league of lawyers, a, a real ambassador, if you will. You are. We, that... we sent our best. Uh, <laughs> but so, since it is a league of lawyers, have you noticed any? Uh, are is, have there been any mm. like really funny quirks of English law that happen to have? come up i know that your practice area is just american law focused but i didn't know if maybe at the water cooler or something you'd overheard <laughs> some weird like maybe they execute every third convict just for no reason i don't know <laughs> english stuff uh this this the first thing or the only thing that comes to mind is so here there's a they have a distinction of like solicitor versus barrister right. um and so barristers can argue in court uh, and cannot, they actually can't be, they can't work in a law firm. They have to be self-employed. Oh, um, that's interesting. And so I work with all solicitors of the firm, um, but solicitors will, if they have like, <clears throat> kind of if they want to like CYA, you have to quote, go to counsel which means like you send a question to a barrister and a barrister writes back like their answer. Um, and so it took me, <laughs> it took me a while to catch on because all the solicitors were like, Oh yeah. Like I had to go, you know, I had to go to counsel like on that <laughs> issue. And I, <laughs> and I kept thinking like, aren't you counsel? Like, why? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what is our client paying you to do? <laughs> right. um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, that is one quirk. Um, it's also, it's also solicitors have, well, barristers have even more like training and education than solicitors, but the, the system to become a lawyer is quite different. Um, and so you you go to uni and study law and then you are a trainee for two years and then you become a solicitor. Um, and so obviously very different than like American law school. Uh, and so I'm an associate like here. And so I've only, <laughs> I've only worked at the firm for two months, but there's like trainees who have been here longer than I have. And so like the other new associates, you know, have been here like for over two years. Um, and so it's kind of a weird, like in between <laughs> where I don't like quite, you know, perfectly fit into the like British law firm right. system. system. Well, that's yeah. fun. Well, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you're over there. I've had to explain America. it a lot of times. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And of course, 12 angry teams, fantasy football league. Um, I mean, it's a lot of hats. It's a, a heavy burden I right. carry, but. <laughs> and, uh, 
Well, at least you get to go to council a lot, so you know, hopefully you get a chance to voice your frustrations. Um, all right. <laughs> if, if only. So let's dive into the uh, the nuts of and bolts of it. Uh, our yes, let's first, get to it. Our first question for you comes from uh, Mr. Anthony Jaddick, the manager oh, of Magic yes. Grits. Uh, he asks, this holiday season, which fantasy player are you most thankful for? Wow. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to start by just saying I love the Q&A format. Um, and so I'm very happy to take a question. Uh, <laughs> I think, um, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. There have been some injuries, you know, with the, the fertile octogenarians. Uh, we're fertile, but, you know, calcium low. We have a little osteoporosis to deal with. Um, so we've had some injuries to, you know, some real, some real favorites. Uh, and so I think probably, I mean, I'm, even though, you know, all things considered, I'd still be thankful for Kyler Murray. Um, you know, yeah. he's, he's put up a lot, even, you know, all things considered. Um, and so I'd have to be thankful for, for Kyler. He's been a, a real, you know, prize horse in the stable. Would you say that is he the emotional leader of your team? Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think he is. I mean, there are other players I had high expectations for and thought they would really kind of fill out a leadership role. Uh, Zeke, but it just hasn't quite. Pardon me. Oh, I just uh, um, coughed and said Zeke under my breath. What did I say? Oh, I, I said Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I think he is the emotional leader as well. All right, good, good. And hopefully after the bye week, you'll be getting him back. Um, yes, to, yeah, fingers crossed. That again. would be something to be truly thankful for. <laughs> the return of Kyler Murray. Right now, you're just kind of thankful for the hope that is Kyler Murray. No, yeah. he, he led you to right now, a few I'm weeks of success. Yes, yeah. That'd be a Christmas, an early Christmas miracle. So, all right. Uh, next question coming from one Callista Cody, manager of Pigskin Skull Plaintiffs, who you actually uh, saw in week 11. It was a close game. Uh, it was much closer than it was projected to be. You ended up yeah. losing by fewer than five points. You lost by something like four point, I don't know, math points. Um, and <laughs> so her question is, you started a tight end who got you zero points due to the fact that he was on a bye week, one Noah Fant. 
was that the <laughs> who's result? Been disappoint- who's been disappointing even when he's not on by? Correct, correct. So is that is his disappointing performance the reason you weren't willing to let him go and pick up a tight end that was actually playing? <laughs> Um, so that had to do more with, uh, the, the time zone. I'm going to blame it on time zone. I was actually going to make a joke about you blaming it on time zone. So I love that that's where it went. <laughs> no, the, the honest truth is, um, bbsports.com is blocked on my work laptop. Um, and <laughs> And so I have to, my only chance to go in and update things, you know, and, and right. uh, get players, drop players, set my lineup is in the evening um, after work. And I just don't always get to it, um, you know, on, on a busy day. So that is, you know, an egregious error um, and something that I do apologize for. That is not the level of professionalism that is expected in 12 angry teams. Um, and so I, I own up to that. Um, you know, as I said, Noah has been disappointing. Um, but you know, you can't blame, well, you can, you can blame him. I guess I am. Certainly, you certainly can't blame him for what is an example of my, uh, poor time management <laughs> and, uh, you know, managing positions. And, and just to say, uh, you know, I give my best to Miss Cody, Mrs. Cody, my apologies, Mr. Cody. <laughs> um, <laughs> I give my best to Calista. I mean, a great, always a great competitor. Um, I took some tequila shots earlier this week at a work event and I was thinking of her. Uh, and so I hope she listens to this at some point. Well, I hope she does too, because she's the executive producer of the show. So we'd appreciate her, her viewership so that we can keep that cash flowing. Uh, our funding depends on how much joy she gets from having a podcast once a week to listen to on the drive home in LA traffic. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that she's got plenty of time on her hands. Yeah, what's your what's your commute situation like? Can you walk to work? Do you take the uh, tube? No, um, I take the I take the tube uh, <laughs> as it's called here. Um, I take the tube or I cycle. Um, so it's about it. It takes about as long, um, and so I enjoy like biking around London. Right. Um, but the tube's also usually quite efficient. However, uh, they're, <laughs> they started striking on, on yesterday, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's been some major uh, delays. Um, they, during COVID, they cut back like night tubes, so service after midnight. Uh-huh. Um, and they, they were planning to reintroduce it last night. Um, and so the drivers are striking that they had to pick up. What is apparently only four extra shifts a year. Uh, but that's Europe for you. Uh, classic Europe. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Sorry, not to go on a tangent. <laughs> no, I love. I I try to dive into you know United Kingdom uh, public transportation <laughs> issues at least once per show. <laughs> So if you want someone to go on tangents, you've got the right guy. So. Uh, well, no, I mean, there is there's certainly some some promise to your team. Uh, earlier this week, you made a joke to me about the fertile octogenarians going barren. Uh, <laughs> your team had a slow start to the season, then caught fire for a few weeks. Uh, soaring That's as very high true. as number two on both my power rankings and the unofficial CBS power rankings. Uh, so, but now here you are back under 500 with a record of five six. What's changed, and what are your expectations going forward? Or obviously, the big change is the um, Tyler Murray injury. Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's there's been a few injuries. Um, that have held us back. Um, there's been some, some management issues, you know, <laughs> at the top that we're working through. Um, but I am expecting, you know, I'm expecting to write this ship. I think, you know, right now we have a, you know, slightly losing record. I think we'll get to, to six and six this week. And then from there on out, it's going to just be, you know, higher and higher. Um, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. You know, I have a lot of faith, uh, you know, in the in the roster. I think depth is something that you know we we have struggled with. Um, but in such a you know in a 12 team league, it's hard to get depth. So I think we have been performing well and have faced some setbacks. But that's really, you know, when I think a team pulls together and and comes back even stronger. And so that's what I'm expecting to go into uh, kind of the rest of the season. Just, you know, back, built back better. Um, Love that's, it. <laughs> that's what the octogenarians are all about. I see. The octogenarians, a team forged in the crucible of uh, a losing streak. <laughs> that's right that's that's right well this week is definitely you know, a huge matchup for you because you've got a five and six record and you're playing illegal motion to dismiss headed by one cameron ring uh who also has a five and six record meaning you a win this week would kind of be a double boost to your team because it puts you closer to the playoffs whilst putting one of your primary adversaries further away from the playoffs so a win this week could definitely mean a lot. Yeah, no, it would be huge. And it, I think this is going to be, you know, I am confident, like I said, but I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, you know, I don't have any players on by <laughs> starting. So <laughs> That's always a step in the right direction. <laughs> hopefully we can pull it off. Um, but yeah, no, I mean... It is, I think, going to be a very close game. Um, but like I said, I think we're turning the corner. Um, some of our injured players or who were questionable, like Elliot, have been playing well. Um, and right. so I think that we're poised to, to do well. Well, wonderful. 
Yeah, I mean, you definitely have you have a clear path to the to the postseason. So, uh, you know, at this point, I guess it'll just depend on how many players on a bye you think deserve to be in your starting lineup <laughs> any given week. <laughs> no, it's very true. I, you know, I, Tuesdays, I'm going to have to really get on it because I always – I'm also a procrastinator, and so, you know, I log in – not every not every day, not as active as I should be. Um, right. And of course, you know, if if I was setting the league rules, there'd be a few a few things different. Um, uh, that's one of my questions. <laughs> what would be different? Talk to me. Lay it out there. This is what the people want to hear. Um, I <laughs> obviously for you know uh, someone like me, I love the quick pick. You know, like I just want to be able to snag somebody off of um you know the the free players just kind of grab them instantly um any <laughs> any time of the week <laughs> uh, any time of the week seems a little extreme but uh i definitely know that the idea of instant waivers on a sunday morning is something that will for sure be on the ballot uh going into next season to see what rule changes oh. people want made. So and I, I sense pretty unanimous support for instant waivers on Sunday morning. So uh, I see that happening. Uh, depending on what country you're in at that point, I don't know what the phrase Sunday morning even means uh, relative to you. <laughs> I guess like Sunday afternoon Sunday. Yeah, but that's yeah, great. Early that means you have a weekend day where the majority of the day there's instant waivers. Yeah, it is. It would work out quite well for um, for me personally. Uh, and whatever <laughs> new English lawyers you recruit to join the league, or at least listen to the podcast. <laughs> that's right. I do know. I know a few people in the office that are quite big NFL fans, actually. Sweet. Um, is there like a default NFL team in Eng like? Is there is it just completely random? Like there's no predicting who's gonna be a fan of what, or is there one team you've noticed multiple English fans of? Uh, I'll say generally there's no like when it comes to American sports because sometimes people will be like, oh, like I'm I'm really into baseball, you know, or like I really like like I I watched Moneyball and I really got into baseball, <laughs> um, <laughs> or things so. It's it's usually pretty random, like, you know, I mean, everybody has, like, a different way they pick their team. Um, but you'd be happy to know there's a couple of Chiefs fans, actually, um, that I work with. Sweet. So Love it. If, at my firm, at least, that would be the, the top candidate. I love to love to hear that the kingdom's borders extend That's beyond America. <laughs> The sun never sets on the kingdom, as they, <laughs> as they say. At least not during the reign of Mahomes. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. So, also qu another question about the league's future: Have you ever been in a dynasty fantasy football league? I have. Um, I'm in one with some high school friends. Um, and also in one with my brother. Um, and hopefully some so, other folks. 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just me and my one brother. Um, no, it's so it's it's with my brother and his high school friends. Oh, okay, actually. cool. Um, so I'm I'm a bit of the odd one out, but but still, you get definitely got okay. some uh, some dynasty experience then for sure. So what do you see as the pros and cons of dynasty as opposed to redraft? Yeah, you know, I think I think it really depends a lot on how the dynasty is, you know, set up. So um, I really had I actually joined the second year my high school friend that league, um, and so at the time I joined, it was three keepers per team, and new teams drafted last. Uh, so it was a, it was a real uphill battle. Um, I mean, we've since cut back. I don't think there should ever be more than one keeper. That's my personal view. Um, well, sorry, depending on how you do it. So that's a snake draft in that league. And then, and the league I'm in with my brother is a, an auction draft. And so that works a little differently. I think you can keep up to three players i actually so i usually don't keep more than one but i think you can keep up to three um and you can keep them for a maximum of three years and then each each season the price so you keep them at the price you originally bid for and then each season you keep them you add five dollars to the price that comes out of like your budget right uh at the beginning of the draft and so anyway i think it depends on how it's structured I don't think, I mean, I personally do prefer the snake draft. Um, and so I don't think there should be more than one keeper. Um, to get to <laughs> back to your original question of pros and cons, um, I mean, the con is definitely, you know, it can create some, it can be difficult for new joiners to the league. Uh, certainly, you know, you're kind of starting at a disadvantage. Um, um, a pro, I mean, the pro, I'm generally in favor of, you know, the keeper. It's nice to be able to, to have somebody, you know, just <laughs> on, on your own team, like thinking selfishly, it's nice to have, you know, somebody who's good, uh, that, that you already have. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I mean, I am generally in favor, um, but I think I think it can get like outrageous if there aren't some limits, like you know, just one keeper uh, and the auction lead, you know, adding to the price each year, uh, things like that. Yeah, it's funny how like you know, you just use the word dynasty, but that can just mean so many different things. Like just the idea of it's not as simple as just we're going to switch to a dynasty league. There's a million decisions you have to make about, you know, what the right, dynasty yeah, is going to be and what the rules are going to be. And, you know, I'm not going to send out, a, you know, 80 question ballot to all the managers because that would be <laughs> insane. Um, but right, I think yeah. what I'll what the ballot will probably look like is there will be a few specific, you know, issues that get voted on and then kind of just a, a brief description, a brief overview of what our dynasty rules would be if we did switch to dynasty and then we'll let, you know, people know, then people can vote whether or not they want to go, go dynasty as opposed to redraft. 
but I know that it seems like there's a lot of support for the idea of dynasty. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I would be generally in favor, but you're right. It, it can mean a lot of different things. Um, you know, and it, I don't, I doubt this would make it on the ballot. I, I don't think I would have a lot of support, but I'm also, a, I also just like, uh, you know, flex positions personally. Um, I like just a good set roster myself. You dislike I think, flex positions. I think I'm in the, what is that? I said you dislike flex positions. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm in the clear minority. Um, but I'm just like a good old fashioned <laughs> set roster. <laughs> Called me old fashioned. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> that is uh that is a curiosity uh but you know who knows maybe there's a voiceless minority out there that would stand behind you uh, that has just always been too scared to speak out against flex positions uh I'm i think there's a little more flex but who knows there's a little less strategy involved if you just have you know, you can just stick whoever in the flex position. Yeah, there's right. there's finesse to not having it. All right. Well, hey, you know, that's that's why we do a show. We can, you know, sample <laughs> even the English viewpoint on these issues. <laughs> the English rule. The English rule. Um, all right. So... I feel like we that kind of covers, you know, suggestions for future changes to the league pretty thoroughly. Um, do you have a fantasy platform of choice? Oh, you know, that is such a good question. Um, I So I'm actually on... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, so I, I'm in three leagues that I mentioned, and they're actually each on a different platform. <laughs> Um, <laughs> again, from just the selfish point, uh, CBS Sports is blocked on my work lab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think overall it's not blocked. No, so I think ESPN, um, is not. So ESPN is one, which I think like, you know, I feel like ESPN kind of the default. You know, and it's not like it's not great. It's not terrible. Um, they right. They've had problems with like outages in the past, but or crashes, I think. Um, but you know, I haven't personally had any issues. Um, Fleet. So I don't know. If, have you ever heard of fleaflicker.com? Flea Flicker? No, I haven't. <laughs> so my- <laughs> And the other league, the other league I'm in is on uh, is hosted by FreeFlicker.com. Um, it looks like it has not been updated <laughs> since maybe the mid. I'll give them some credit. The mid 2000s, um, <laughs> and, and so I think originally it was picked because it allows like a a really high level of um, like customized custom custom ability customization <laughs> customization <laughs> it's been a long day it, it has a lens 
itself well to a high level of customization. Um, but it's definitely not like uh, a very user friendly. Or I can say user friendly. It's not as polished. Yeah, as your it doesn't have ESPNs a great UX. And your CBSs. Yeah. Um, right, well, so yeah, I don't have any problems with CBS. I think. Uh, aside from it being blocked by um, your work, by my <laughs> work laptop, well, I think it's been a, a that's good a valid complaint. <laughs> so here's a, you know, you might because of the time difference. There's an argument to be made that you are possibly the worst person to ask this question to, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going for it anyway. Uh, I've been toying with the idea of before the playoffs like the week before the first week of the playoffs doing an like hour-long live call-in show um where people can just you know the managers can just call in and you know give mm. their rants or ask mm. their questions or whatever mm. um what are, what are your thoughts do you think what i what i'm I'm, the reason I'm putting it out there is because obviously there's a very awkward scenario where it's an hour of dead air or even worse, an hour of me just rambling. <laughs> I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it like obviously can't commit because of the time zone right, difference. Of course. However, getting that out of the way, I love the idea. Um, I mean, I think it's great. I doubt you'd be just on air rambling, dead silent. I'm sure you'd get a lot of feedback. Um, I mean, I'd love the idea, and if I couldn't make it, I would definitely be tuning into that as soon as I could. <laughs> well, wonderful. No, I, I, I do like the idea. Maybe, you know, this could be, you know, Saturday might be the be the time to do it because obviously there's not any there's not a lot of overlap between time when you're off work and awake and when the rest of the league is off work and awake <laughs> it is very true um yeah east coast is slightly better but definitely i mean i do know there's a, a large contingency uh on the west coast and it's it can be. My sister actually lives in Portland, and it is oh, definitely wow. hard to, to find time that overlaps. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I had no idea you had a sister that lived in Portland. When did that happen? Yeah. yeah she, Not like when did she become your sister, she, but when did she move to Portland? <laughs> she moved to Portland, I think, um, when I moved to... Uh, I think when I moved to Texas, so I think she's lived there since about 2015. Um, I'm pretty sure. So uh, she actually just, she got married um, two summers ago, I think it is now. And so she and her husband just bought a house in Portland. Um, So she's planning on, I think, staying there pretty long term. Oh, wow. That's cool. So I mean, I assume then that means... It's been so long. Have you visited her? Visited her in Portland? Um, I, I have. I um, think I was once before she was. Yeah, I was. Um, I was there before she was married. Um, she graduated from MBA school, um, and then I was there for her wedding. I officiated her wedding. Oh um, wow. 
So yeah, she's married in, in Oregon. Sweet. And uh, what do you think of Portland? <laughs> I mean, it is, it's beautiful. Um, I mean, living, <laughs> living in London, I can tell you, well, not uh, knock on wood, but the weather hasn't been as bad in London as people make it out to be. Um, but you know, it can, it can get a little depressing to not see the sun <laughs> for several, <laughs> like over weeks. Um, <laughs> and so I, I have been out there, I guess in late in spring I was there. So the summer is really beautiful, obviously, but you know, when it's overcast and just kind of drizzling the whole time, um, it's not the most enjoyable, but yeah, yeah. It, it also is quite <laughs> in many ways, stereotypical. You kind of feel like you're in the show Portlandia. Right. Uh, but <laughs> All right. Well, I have a penultimate question for you and then an ultimate question for you. Uh, the penultimate question is just super delayed from something you said earlier. You said sometimes you bike to work. Did you bring a bicycle with you or did you acquire one upon arrival? Um, I purchased one uh, recently. Um, and so it is, uh, it's a great way. I would recommend, I was for a while I was using <laughs> what they actually call colloquially uh boris bikes because <laughs> boris johnson right, introduced right, right. them <laughs> um but their official title is santander bikes um but they're it's like you know i don't know what the la equivalent is but i feel like every big city yeah, has the bike you know, like share the, type thing where it's like a machine yeah yeah exactly you can rent share. the bikes and yeah 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 so i i was just using that to get around and then i i pulled the trigger and and bought my own and, uh, you know, not looking back at all. Uh, yeah. I love that. I know you're a big bike guy, so I'm sure that was a game changer. <laughs> um, you know, my first introduction yeah, to the, uh, you know, like bike share type thing was, uh, when I was living in Spain one time, I, you know, I rented one of these bikes and probably because my Spanish was very poor, I was not entirely grasping the system. And these bikes happened to come with like a little cable that locked um, and a chain. I mean, and a key. Um, right. And it, like the cable extended from the bike itself and locked to the bike itself. Eventually, I would come to learn that the purpose of this cable was so you could like lock maybe like a backpack or something onto the bicycle. Uh but at the time, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. You can lock the bike up, you know, wherever you go. Uh, and so I was, you know, I went to the apartment of the, you know, elderly woman who I was staying with during my semester abroad. And uh, I locked right. the bike using that little cable to a tree outside her apartment complex. And when I came down a few hours later, it was it was gone. It had been stolen. Uh, and so I, I told her in my broken Spanish what had happened and she just couldn't believe that I had done that. She's like, no, you have to, every time you stop, you have to return them somewhere. And she's saying all of this to me in Spanish. And I'm getting like 10% of it, but I, I grasped right. enough to know that I'd done messed up. 
So then I had to go file a Spanish police report about the stolen bike and pay the bike rental place like, you know, $120. Like I lost like the deposit or whatever they'd put on my card. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know what? $120, not that bad of a price for that bike. Like I would have just bought that bike yeah. for $120. <laughs> yeah, that is less than I thought they would get you for. Right? Um, so anyway. I think they're a great – Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think the bike shares are like a great way to get around like a new city you're visiting. Yeah, I, um, I, no, I completely agree. When I was did a semester in D.C., I relied on their the bike share thing to get to work every day, which was sometimes frustrating. Oh, yeah. It's like the bike place closest to my office would, you know, be full and I'd have no place to park the like lock the bike back up and I'd have to like go to the next right, one yeah. and then the next one. And then suddenly I'm late to work. But with that one flaw, pretty great system. Pretty great system. I think LA is just way too spread out. It's just not practical. It's like, oh where yeah, at, like where yeah. we live is you know, nearly twenty miles from downtown. So it's like no one's gonna rent right. a bike here and just buzz out there. Um, <laughs> but no, that's very true. All right. So my final question before I let you go is about the idea of an in-person draft next year. Again, I realize this oh, yeah. poses a unique uh, difficulty for you in terms of I'm not asking for any commitment or anything. I'm just saying if it happened to be convenient for you for one reason or another, like you happen to already be in the States at the time, are you open to the idea of going to Vegas in August 2022 for an in-person draft <laughs> at a box at Circa Stadium Swim, which is a giant like casino on top, uh, roof, a giant pool with a giant TV that's like part of Circa's sports book. Um, but it's like, Oh really? Of Circa casino. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty sweet little setup and you can have like, you can rent like a little box for an actually really competitive price. And I just pay for it out of the winnings. I'm obviously going to get this year. Uh, so that's no problem. Uh, but you get, you know, like your own like dedicated waiter, for like the full time you have it and everything. And there's this giant TV where they, oh, really? you know, like it's, it's a huge, it's like a 150 foot or something TV. And it's like divided up into, you know, it'll have like six different games going on it at any given time. But anyway, it's the place to do an in-person draft. That does, that does sound impressive. Um, I mean, I love the idea of the in-person draft. Um, I can't, <laughs> I can't commit to flying from London to, to Las Vegas, Vegas for an in-person show. Just, <laughs> just to do it. Um, but I definitely, I definitely love the idea. Um, well, we love and it does having... sound, it does sound like an epic venue. Oh yeah, it's a good venue. But you know, I, I completely understand the, you know, the the round trip London to Vegas. <laughs> hassle and price probably not worth it just for one event alone but you know maybe if it happens to line up with things even if we do miss out on you we'll you know the league's just grateful to have uh you know a foreign ambassador you know maybe we can fill the, the remaining spots with some more scouts to other nations um but that's right yeah you know in the meantime we're we're grateful for the one foreigner we foreign manager we do have <laughs> like our own no, head lasso but reversed uh, 
I I need to watch that. I still haven't yet. Oh, that's um, funny. But I um no, I mean I'm incredibly honored to be in the inaugural season of uh twelve angry teams. And I mean I do I do miss one of the things I miss about, you know, fantasy football and American football, or as I should say on this call, just football. Right. Um it's, you know, it's, there is such a great culture around it and, you know, like going to somebody's house to watch, you know, on like Sunday or, or Saturday or whatever. Um, and so I do miss like, you know, the atmosphere, um, right. You know, you don't, you don't necessarily get it even with English football over here. Um, unless you go to like a, you know, a, a pub or something. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a great American institution. It really um, is. And I look back very fondly on, you know, all the various Sunday games uh, we were able to get, you know, sucker you and Scott into bailing on your homework to come over and watch <laughs> with us during law school. It was great. First, I'd have yeah. to commit. I'd, first, I'd have to convince Callie she didn't need to finish her reading for Monday. Then I had to convince you two guys you didn't need to finish your reading for Monday, and then we could have a Sunday night football party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's a great, a great thing. And there's, I mean, I do look back fondly on those as well. Um, yeah, a lot definitely. of baby carrots, a lot of baby carrots, a uh, ton of, <laughs> ton of baby carrots. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do love, I do love that about, um, you know, America. I feel like it's much more common to like invite people over, and you know, and people generally have, even in an apartment, more space. But, um, you know, it's something you don't. I don't think you get outside of America, and it's like a, you know, a great way to, you know, spend time with friends. Yeah. Definitely. Um, anyway. All right. Well, Steve. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy law and uh, fertile oxygenarian management schedule so that you could come on the show today. <laughs> right. It's been a pleasure talking with you and catching up. Hadn't spoken to you since uh, the draft. So it's great to hear yeah, you. Great there, to see the ups and downs of your season. Uh, and I wish the fertile <laughs> yeah. oxygenarians the best of luck this week against rival illegal motion to dismiss. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And again, thank you for um, finding the time to get me on the podcast. Um, I've enjoyed listening to them uh, myself. So Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And now it's time for the commissioner's power rankings. The playoffs start in week 15, and we're wrapping up week 12 at the moment, meaning teams' records will change by only three games, this weekend included, before the playoff determination is made. That fact means that technically no one has been eliminated from playoff contention. For instance, worst record owner, Scott Jorgensen, if he were to win his three remaining games and two of the currently five and six teams go winless in those same three weeks, then Scott would secure a playoff spot uh, as long as he could win the tiebreaker of most points scored. Uh, okay. With that... Uh, in mind, let's dive into the rankings. At number 10, we have Vandalay Industries. 
Vandalay is also technically in contention for a playoff spot, but he has the fewest points scored of any team in the league, which means his only path to the playoffs is through his record. Tragically, for reasons discussed with the man himself on last week's pod, I do not see three weeks of victories in Vandalay's future. At number nine, Washington fantasy football team. Will Scott give the league its first Cinderella story? I honestly cannot wait to see. After a historically bad 0-8 start to the season, the worst in 12 Angry Teams league history, WFFT never lost faith. They currently lead three teams with a better record in the category of points scored. If Scott can just manage to force a record tie, he's virtually guaranteed to win a playoff spot. This means there is more pressure than ever on the Metro Dome matchup. It is a must-win game for Scott. In fact, if Scott loses even one game in the next three weeks, then he is immediately eliminated from playoff contention. At number eight is Please Fix Thanks. On the basis of record alone, Stephen Bennett gets the eighth spot in this week's rankings. That said, he is still very much in contention for the playoffs. For that reason, I'm particularly excited to be welcoming him onto the show next week to discuss his team's end-of-season expectations. At number seven, we're doing things a little differently this week. Rather than, um, you know, officializing ranks seven through five, I'm announcing a three-way tie. The seventh, sixth, and fifth spots in the rankings will go collectively to the well-hung jury, illegal motion to dismiss, and pigskin skull plaintiffs. Now, pigskin has a superior record than to the other two and has scored more total points, but I'm doing this to draw attention to the fact that these three family members, Cameron Ring, Callie Cody, and Larry Ring, are now in an all-out brawl to secure playoff spots. Almost certainly two of the three will get in, but one will likely miss this postseason. It is a classic case of father against son, brother against sister, and daughter against father. At number four is my guest today, the fertile octogenarians. Kyler may be getting healthy at just the right time for manager Steve Bonowell. After talking with him today, I have greater confidence in his leadership ability, and I have never doubted the talent on his roster. With a win this week, the Fertile Octogenarians would be poised to make a deep run into the playoffs. Now, at last, we are back where our power rankings basically began. On the podium, we have Tijuana Panthers, Magic Grits, and the Prosecution. And now for Kingdom Corner. This is a good week in the kingdom. The Chiefs' defense looks to have overcome some obstacles and no longer appears to be the team's biggest liability after having held the Cowboys to a meager nine points. Now, the Chiefs head into their bye week perched atop the AFC West. After the bye, the Chiefs will play back-to-back-to-back division rivals in the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, respectively. Here's the bottom line. By the time our league is hitting its playoffs, I fully expect to be announcing on Kingdom Corner that the Chiefs have clinched a playoff berth once again. 
thank you all so very much for listening. It is certainly, certainly appreciated. I hope you all have a great week. Thank you.